This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello and thanks for tuning in. I am that nerd dad, Joe Williamson. I appreciate you stopping by for the longest episode we've had to date, but it's totally worth it. Um, I have assembled a roundtable of some of the most popular parents on Twitter, and uh, I cannot wait for you to watch this, so I'm not going to do a long intro. What I will say is uh, two things. One, uh, afterwards, stick around, come back. I'm going to do a very heartfelt um, thank you to you, the, the viewer and listener. And two, Wherever you're watching or listening to this, there's probably a subscribe button. Click it. If there's an option to give a thumbs up or five stars, I appreciate that too. Uh, But that subscribe button is uh, really important to me right now. So uh, please click that. And with that out of the way, let's go to the most impressive parenting roundtable you'll ever watch. I'm overstating it a ton. But... It's my show. I'm going to do what I want. Are you listening? Damn. Uh. Hello and welcome to a very special Nerd Dad podcast. My year-end special. I'm wearing my Ninja Turtle Christmas shirt uh, oh, for, cool. for this wonderful group of people. My first roundtable. Uh, you've seen them all on uh, BuzzFeed and Huffington Post and Today's Parent. Their tweets are regularly featured as the funniest people, funniest parents on Twitter and things of that nature. Uh, we've got CJ, a.k.a. at that mom, though. We've got Gretel at SnarkyMommy78, and we've got Sham at Home with Peanut. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for having me. Thank you for having yes, us. That was a great start, guys. Great start. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> Look, so I, 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 I will be, I will acknowledge, uh, I've said this all to you separately. Um, when I started interviewing, you know, asking you guys to come on the podcast, uh, respectively, you all have much bigger following, follow, followership than I do. Um, so I was totally using you and I always envisioned, uh, this, this moment. I had this like Avengers assemble in my head of, of parenting. And I thought I'm going to get this, I'm going to get this round table together, um, and, and we'll have some fun with it. And we'll discuss parenting topics and hot topics and blah, 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 blah. Um, and it just so happened that it kind of worked out that it makes it for a nice kind of end of year t- conversation. Um, and uh, so thank you all for agreeing to do this. Uh, we'll start off with a nice easy topic. Eggnog. Greatest thing ever. Pancake batter that you drink. Which is it? CJ. <laughs> You know, it's funny. Um, I used to hate it. I was like, oh, eggnog, gross. And suddenly, I'm like, I'm going to retry this and freaking love it. Uh, I have to get lactose free. Lactose makes eggnog. God bless America. I'm in the future. Lactose free everything. And I just, there's some in my fridge. I should have poured a glass. Lactose free Um, eggnog? Seriously? It's. I'm also egg intolerant, but screw it. I have to have something in my life. I have to lactose-free, egg-free so eggnog. Yeah, I need <laughs> egg-free. Somebody needs to make like an egg substitute asap. Um, but yeah, I'm pro. I'm pro the nog. Yeah, sham. Uh, hate it. Hate it. Absolutely hate it. I tried it once a long time ago, and that was it. That was all she wrote. Okay, <laughs> but soy nog, I can drink that. Soy nog. You guys yeah, yeah, make soy nog. Yeah. I didn't realize I put together a bunch of hippies. Oh my god. <laughs> this is the new age, man. I know. Gretel, is yours like uh yeah, gluten free no, eggnog? You know, it's funny because I I do have to eat a little more gluten free than I should be, but no, I don't like eggnog. I, okay, so- I can't I can't deal with the, the consistency of it and like the just the feel. It just no. I'm convinced it's just pancake batter. I'm convinced if I put it in a frying pan and 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 start it, it would just turn into pancakes. Has um, anybody ever tried that? That I would don't be know. interesting. We will. I'm now. sure some. I know, right now. I want to try it. 
Someone put it on I TikTok. I would drink pancake batter, though, so, like, don't listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're going to TikTok it in the morning, CJ. That's just, you have to do that now. Um, I love eggnog. Uh, I drink... Uh, I, I know how bad it is for me, um, and I don't care about my health at all, but I, I know how bad it is. So I will limit myself to two cartons a year. Uh, I'm currently... Okay. I'm I thought you were going to say like a day. No, oh God, no, no. Uh, when I was uh, five years ago, probably like I, I would go through a carton a day. Now it's like when I pour a glass, it's an actual small amount. Um, okay, so that's the holiday portion of my holiday special over with eggnog. Uh, now I'm going to pivot to something way more fun for me. Uh, I'm Canadian. You three are American. We've got, uh, got New York, Michigan, and Florida in the house. Uh, and I, I did give you guys all a heads up. I wanted to talk about this gun violence in schools. <laughs> okay. So in Canada, I don't have that many school shootings. Um, I, I honestly, I want to, I don't know if there's been any this year. You as a collective nation have had 28. It's <laughs> a lot. So as parents, um, I, I'm wondering if you guys are talking about it at home. Like, is it something you talk to your kids about? Like, just in case there's a school shooting today, here's what we do. Here's what we. Do. I'll, I'll open it up. Gretel's you know nodding. I'll, you look passionate so about this, Gretel. So I'll give it to you. Go for I'm, it. It's not even. It's it's terrifying. My five year old has lockdown drills that she calls. What what was it? It's like a. She didn't call it a lockdown drill, but it was it was something. Now I'm forgetting the the phrase, but it was that. So she was like, "Yeah, we just sit in the classroom and be, and we're we're very quiet, and we close the doors, and the teachers just tell us to be quiet." And it, like I almost like threw up, like hearing her, because she has no idea why they're doing this. And I I kind of just asked her a little bit, like, "Well, what what did the teacher say? Like, why were you doing this?" She she didn't really, she couldn't verbalize it. She was just like, "Oh, it's a, it's a it's a lot, you know." I think it's a fire drill in her mind. Drill, it's just maybe. another fire drill. Yeah, well, she knows yeah. fire drills and she knows that like they leave the classroom and they practice. So I don't know what goes through her head, why she what she thinks they're doing sitting in the classroom in complete silence. And and they have to shut the lights and everything. It's 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 a fucking nightmare to even hear her talk about it, let alone like the thought that, that like why this has to happen, why they have to have these stupid lockdown drills. It's yeah, it's horrific, horrific. And that's my five-year-old. Um, so the last shooting in Oxford, uh, Michigan, happened mm -hmm. um, up the road from us. So oh no, I'm sorry. Um, yeah. So our schools, actually, all the neighboring schools, um, received threats. I mean, just hundreds of threats. So all the schools shut down. Um, my kids are five and eight. And so I had to make the decision, do I tell my kids what's going on? And um, we elected not to tell them uh, right away. And um, I just said, something's happened at the school. Um, you're going to grandma and grandpa's. And I knew with my eight-year-old, at least, somebody might say something to him. And um, I just kind of waited for his cue. And he said, um uh somebody one of my friends watched the news which at eight years old why is why is he watching the news um and so there was a shooting at uh the school and, and some kids got hurt um and i said well do you have any questions for me um and he said no and we just kind of you know just reassured him and he said no, uh, you know I'm, I'm okay you know i'm not scared and i said okay he I, same with gretel um Ever since he's been in elementary school, they've had these Alice training um, things where we they even had gone so far as to take them to the um, reuniting uh, place, like the shelter or whatever. And they said, parents, it's optional, but you can come pick them up if you would like to oh. see how it's done. And I'm like, I cannot bring myself to do this. <laughs> um, if it happens, I will do it, but I cannot go pretend to go pick my kid up after a pretend school shooting. Um, mm. And what was interesting after what happened at Oxford, I was at a patient's house, um, I do home care, and it was on the news, of course, and so we were talking about it, and he has very different political views than I do because the opposite news station was on. And uh, interesting. <laughs> does he, does he look more like me? 
<laughs> Does he look more like me? <laughs> Blasting the uh, news in the background. But uh, we actually had the same views on gun laws. And we were talking and I said, look, I'm not anti-gun. Um, but why is it so hard to put some restrictions on gun ownership, how to obtain a gun, mental health and people obtaining guns, you know, just common sense stuff. And we just kind of got, and I was surprised. Um, and I think a lot of Americans on any side of the aisle, no matter what your politics are, would be okay with not, like, you know, a little more regulation to keep our kids safe. And uh, it's just wild that we, after everything that has happened everything. Um, in this country, yeah, that we don't we don't do anything about it. <laughs> so yeah, Sham, give you the last word, buddy. And I, I know that you're also an outspoken activist is a fair same fair word to say. So um, uh, your your thoughts on the whole process, and and if you've had any at home learnings or teachings. Um, not yet, um, because my oldest with the pandemic, he's doing virtual kindergarten at home um but i can't imagine when he eventually does go to school having to have that conversation with him at such a young age um and as a parent it's already hard enough having to send your kids out there in the real world and then you have just another thing to add on top of that now that you have to talk to your kids about um and i I have to say that you know, with everything that happened in Oxford, it's it's sad because kids, to be successful, have to have a system in place to succeed. And usually that system consists of the parents and the school, and in particular for this individual, this child that uh, committed the shooting, that system failed him. You know, he was, he was crying out for help. Um, and he needed professional help. But for whatever reason they chose to ignore it and now that's just an addition to the tragedy that he already caused that you know he's going to be probably locked away for a good portion of his life when it could have been prevented yeah and how does that help him how does that help him re rehabilitate how does that help him get better um yeah. I, I appreciate kind of everyone's I, I I was expecting it to be a little bit more lighthearted than that, but holy crap! Um, I I didn't realize CJ was so close to home for you, um, and uh, and as an outsider, it's unusual to 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 witness. And and yeah, I'll watch the Daily Show or I'll watch whatever, and I'm like, I can only imagine how infuriating it must be to be there and be like, why can't we fix this? Why can't we change it? Um, poll after poll after poll shows that there's if you start taking away the extreme lefts and right there's a shit ton more towards that middle that mm -hmm. agree with each other um once you get rid of the fringe um and and no one wants to get rid of guns in america well, that's what, that's what people fly. think people think that as soon as you say gun control they're like we're gonna knock down on everybody's door and take take all of your guns away. Like that's not that's mm -hmm. not feasible, and it's not <clears throat> nobody's saying that. No, I haven't heard one person say we're taking all of the guns. I mean, I've heard it, but it's always on Fox. <laughs> right, the people that, that yeah, exactly. It's what people think the left is saying, but that's not that's not you know so that's if, not gun control. That's that would be like a totally different. I don't know. Term. That's Canada. No. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid Canada. <laughs> Why are you guys laughing? It's not. No, oh, we sorry. love Canada. We want to be Canada. I would move there. For real. Um, okay. Le, le, no, le, no, no, not seriously. We're going to, we'll have this conversation. This wasn't on my topic, but every time some election comes up or some shit happens, Twitter blows up with, I'm moving to Canada. Nobody's moving to Canada. Nobody actually leaves America. <laughs> Okay, but there's like 50 reasons why we I would. There's probably a hundred because Canada is awesome, uh, but it's way too much work. No one's no one's uprooting their whole family. Uh, Gretel, would I'm, you actually move to Canada? What would it take? Trump was elected and you didn't leave. What would it take? I I. <laughs> uh, 
I'm assuming this group isn't very pro-Trump, so I'm okay with that joke. <laughs> <laughs> I believe Not me, cool. I we we talked about it, and oh, was yes. there an actual discussion? I mean, we talked about wanting to not be here anymore okay. and how, how awful things were. Um, I'm going to lose like 15,000 followers right now. But it's okay. Oh, man. Don't worry. See no you later. Me, so it's fine. Bye. <laughs> um, no, I, yeah, I mean, it's, okay. it's, it's. Does anybody here know anyone who's actually left the country as a result of the political climate? Uh, Sham says yes. I do. I do. Not. Not in the last, um, yes, I do. Okay. I, I know f friends of friends, not anybody directly, but yeah. Yeah, same here. I know um, relatives of friends that have left because I'm just going to deal with it anymore. It's, Did, uh, do you know where they went? Did they go uh, to Canada or did they just go to? I think it was Dominican Republic. If okay. I be. Yeah, if I, if I remember correctly, I think uh, a, a parent of... A friend of mine went to Dominican Republic. Just yeah, they couldn't handle it anymore over here, and and they're actually talking about leaving themselves too. So, I think if you have somewhere to go where you have family ties, it probably makes it an easier decision, right? Mm. To rather than because yeah. other than up, up, uprooting your whole family and going somewhere, like think about the struggle that a lot of people go to to get to North America. Um, they uproot their whole family. They take a chance on on a better lifestyle um, to make their way over here. It's hard to leave that. Uh, it, it's hard to leave that and make that decision. CJ, do you know anyone who's actually pulled the plug and said, this is crazy, I can't do this anymore? I don't think so, but I just remembered I'm like 25 minutes from the border. So, um, <laughs> I'm coming to you get really? lunch. We could have done this together. Yeah, I just forgot that. <laughs> You're I holding like, out on us, CJ. We could just have lunch, get some cheap drugs. Just and, walk uh, on over. Um, <laughs> Maybe find a house in Windsor, and I'm like, maybe I could just go move to Canada. What am I doing here? <laughs> I gotta go buy a house next summer. I'm like, I wonder if my realtor, you know, could hook me up in Canada. Uh, I don't. The market idea. is hot everywhere. I know. Can yes. Ontario right now? It's insane. It's insane. Yeah. The market is insane. Okay. Uh, <laughs> back to parenting. We're gonna move off of. Uh, I want to talk screen off time. Of off of Canada. Canada. Uh, we're going to talk <laughs> screen time. I can say that. South Park said it. Um, so uh, I want to talk screen time because screen time is, uh, especially during the pandemic, uh, holy crap, is the iPad become the babysitter. Um, <laughs> and every everything you read says screen time is bad for your kids. It's not not ideal. How how often is it used in your household? Who's who's the guiltiest? Oh my god! There, we don't well, go. A day I don't care whoever goes. I mean, but also it's funny because oh, it's so bad, it's so bad. But like my twelve year old had to be on screens the entire day last year because he was on remote. So like, and he had like you know go noodle and all these like apps that they came up with to do like pro to do projects and all of it was screen time. So it's like, I mean, I, I, you know, we, he was doing screen time before the pandemic, but it, it got a lot worse after, the, like during the pandemic. But it's funny because like you've got, you've got parents saying like, oh, it's, oh, we don't do any screen time at all, all week, you know, maybe liars. an hour Those a day. Those people are liars. But like, <laughs> but like, so what do you, so how do you explain to your kid that it's okay to do it for school for six hours straight? You know, right. and like, I, I don't know. But yeah, Especially so we, when we as adults need the screen time. It's like we all need it to decompress. I stare at my work laptop, which is like within reach. Uh, and I, I sit there and stare at that for eight to ten hours a day. Right. And yet the first thing I do when I have a minute to myself is I pick up my phone. You and grab I your go, phone. I go, yeah. ah. And I just <laughs> More screen. School. Yeah. I just, <laughs> it's, it's a different screen. It's smaller. No, it's I better. know. I know. So how do you tell your kids no? You CJ, how are you doing it? Yeah. Um, it's funny because just yesterday, um, my son, who's eight, um, all he wants to do, which is, it's really difficult. He's in school, but when I ask him about like, he'll tell us, oh, music class was so cool. We play GarageBand, which is an iPad app. 
And I'm like, do you not fucking sing songs? Like, what What are you meaning? You Teacher plugged in Guitar thing? Hero. Yeah, and so he'll show me, like, because he has his iPad at home. He shows me. And then he does, he has to do um, his math homework on the iPad. Yeah. He has to do his reading assignments on the iPad. My mm-hmm. kindergartner has to do, I got a note from her teacher that says, oh, your daughter hasn't logged any minutes on her reading on the iPad. I'm like, because I'm reading her a book? Like, uh, We can't track that. Uh, Yeah. So just yesterday I told him, because he's like, can I play on dad's iPad? Because dad's iPad has the fun games, not the educational games. And I told him, I'm like, no, you actually have to play with your toys or something. You cannot have any minutes of screen time. Because usually while I'm cooking dinner, I'll give them like, 10 to 15 minutes or whatever this child of mine rolled himself in a blanket and stared at the wall as if i had told him i was taking all of his toys and like <laughs> the charity i mean it was like world devastation over here and i was like you've got to be kidding me and i got like kind of angry at him but i'm like you you can't have the ipad like you gotta go play with some toys and so for the rest of the week, this whole week, I'm like, no, no iPad for fun. You can only have it for school. You're going to burn your retinas or whatever, you know, <laughs> whatever this is doing to your eyeballs. But I mean, during COVID lockdown times, my husband was homeschooling and also working from home full time. And he, I'd walk in the door because I was still out in the field and he'd be like, the kids have had a lot of iPad. I'm like, you have to survive, do what you have to do. Um <laughs> But I mean, it's a struggle. But those serve. I think those you get, survival days are needed. Some days, like on, a, it'll be right. like a Saturday or Sunday. I'm like, guess what? It's screen time day because Daddy needs yeah. to. Daddy right. needs a break. Sham, you're, exactly. you're you're like you're in the same boat as me. My kids are also uh, doing the virtual thing. Um, and CJ, to your point, literally everything has to be locked. They have to record themselves reading the book online, so the teacher can hear them. They have to do the test online. Uh, uh, like, uh, my kid isn't going to know how to print, right? Like, he's not going to know how to write a sentence. He'll have to just know <laughs> how to type it. Um, Sham, what has it been like for you, your kid's screen time, and the virtual uh, schooling continuing? Uh, and, like, I, I commend you because now you're into, like, year two of virtual learning. Yeah, it's uh... – I think CJ hit it on the head there, too, with uh... – it's survival. You know, you have to you have to make sure that there's some days that there's less screen time. Some days there's more. And it's all about balance. I mean, because, yeah, my, my oldest, he's on the computer for four or five hours a day just doing schoolwork. And then, you know, by the end of that, working with him, I'm exhausted, uh, mentally strained. So I need a break. I still got my youngest that, you know, is around. He's, he's uh, four. So now he, he's ready to play. And so it's, if you have to work from home and deal with kids, especially during the pandemic, I mean, I, I throw all the rules out the window. You try to limit it as much as you can to a reasonable amount, but some days are just, you need it more than others. Okay. <laughs> you really do. So are we all in agreement that we need to limit the screen time? Is there anyone who's like, you know, it doesn't matter. I think because as adults, be a, yeah. we all use it constantly all day long from beginning to night. From the second we wake up to 10 o'clock at night as we record this stupid thing, we're <laughs> in front of more ca- more screens and cameras. Yeah. Is there anyone who's like, it shouldn't matter. It doesn't matter. Let them do. Let them go nuts. Yeah, because um, I like to I, I try to take my kids outside. I, I'm, I'm active, so I like to okay. be outside, outdoors. Um, so I try to instill that in them as well. Um, but at the same time, I try not to go crazy with it. You know, like I said, the balance. But yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I think that there's too much judgment from a lot of parents that say, you know, oh, you have to have X amount of screen time for everybody. Well, everybody's different. Everybody learns differently. Everybody does things differently. Mm-hmm. You can't just say, well, one size fits all when it comes to screen time either. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. Absolutely. Kate, okay, no one disagrees. <laughs> yes. I, I say that because I, I do think that there there. My my two year old, uh, he likes the iPad and he can navigate an iPad. He's two, and it just kind of blows my mind that he can navigate it. When we sit with him, 
he he knows there are certain apps we let him play with and then things like youtube he has to have someone next to him because you never know with what they're going to click on on youtube you just you just never know um and heaven <laughs> forbid they see my face and are like oh daddy and they hear me going fuck and it's like oh okay um so it's like i don't want that either so <laughs> when he sits with me he'll be like daddy youtube and i'll be like no youtuber or yeah go ahead i'll let you watch youtube for a little bit um but I do find it, I, I, I cannot help but feel a little bit hypocritical of being like, meh, that's what I want to do too, kid. <laughs> like, I just want to be on my screen as well. So, um, CJ, you mentioned charity and you're going to throw away all the toys and give them the charity. In our household, around this time and around birthdays, we will ask our kids, we we, we've gotten in the habit of saying to our kids, uh, Christmas is coming, we need to make room for some new toys. There are lots of kids out there who don't have toys. We need to pick a few to donate. Um, is that, has anyone done that? Has anyone tried that practice in their household where you try to get your kid to pick the toys to donate? No, I haven't, but that's a, that's a great idea. Yeah, that's a good idea. It's not easy at first. <laughs> it's not, <laughs> it's not, it's not easy at first um, because they don't want to give up their shit, right? They yeah. just, they, mm-hmm. they just don't want to. Um, but that's how we're trying to teach like some compassion regarding the whole process as well. Like, Hey, there are a lot of kids who don't have it and we try to teach them to be appreciative of it. Um, and then as he picks one or two toys, and it's not like a lot, just like pick two. We'll feel good about it. And then when he's not looking, we throw out everything else. <laughs> everything <laughs> goes in the trash, right? But the idea of charity, we absolutely, absolutely do that to try and to better the, better the kids. I was wondering if anyone's even heard of that before. Because I'm sure my wife stole it off of a Facebook post or something. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't heard like in those ter- in like that those terms, but it's a great idea. I mean, I've you know I've heard of we we talk about like I, I usually donate like the kids' toy like kids' um clothes. So a lot of times I'll say like you're not using this anymore. Like you know, uh, somebody else might need like these pants or whatever. And of course she'll be like, no, I want them. <laughs> you know, she hasn't worn them in like a year, but that's usually with clothes like toys i i don't i usually just like will donate them on the side without asking you know like the stuff that that's in the closet that she doesn't really call that she doesn't really you know talk to talk about or ask about um but i should involve her that's a good idea yeah for real i, I second that that's i've never heard of that before but uh i'm gonna start doing that myself well i did not set that up to be like, yeah, praise me for being the world's greatest dad. <laughs> it's not not my intention. I apologize. That was weird. No, that but that's that's a great, <laughs> you know, it's a great idea. Um, I, I also wanted to talk about picky eaters. Mm. Oh God! And how we deal with it because um, I, I, there are two points of the day uh, that I dread uh, the whole day. One is dinner time. And immediately after dinner time, bedtime. Those are the two times. I just, I could be having the world's greatest day. And at five o'clock, my day goes to shit. Um, Because I'm like, oh my God, here we go again. Um, And my kids aren't particularly bad when it comes to picking eating. Everyone's got their favorites. But I don't have a kid who's like, I want the chicken nugget minus the skin. Like, I don't have anything like that, right? (laughs) But there are kids out there who have it. I had a friend growing up who used to eat hot dog buns with ketchup. And that was, that's what he ate. Um, And that was like one of the only things he ate was hot dog buns with ketchup, not a hamburger bun. It was a hot dog bun with ketchup. And that was it. So um, is there any picky eaters in the households? Um, I I have to say, I'll give them credit. They've gotten better. The problem okay. I have now is that they like to play. They, like recently, this few last few months, they like to play at dinner time at the table. <laughs> so they'll eat. It'll take them an hour and a half if I let them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I can't. Yeah, that's the thing I dread about dinner time now. Morning time, I think they're too tired to do it. They usually they're mm-hmm. grumpy and they argue at that time. So that's fun. Uh, Lunch time. <laughs> Lunch time. They, uh, they they kind of mellowed up at that point and. You know, um, they handle that pretty well. But dinner time, it's it goes to shit. If, if I let it. Yeah, it's awful. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> it's the worst time. It's like the witching hour, no matter how old they are. Like, it's like they're always cranky and just like, it's like they have the least amount of tolerance at, at dinner time, you know? My my kids are very picky. Uh, no, I should say my older one is very picky still to this day. He's 12 and he eats very few things. Um, he's got like some sensory stuff. So like, you know, like certain things that are too chewy or too wet or whatever he won't, you know. Um, he won't eat, but my daughter's, my daughter's much better. She's five and she's much better than he is actually. But, um, still at dinner time, she's cranky and she's tired. And and the thing that she liked the other day, she doesn't like anymore. And the, and the, the thing that I, that she asked for, like literally five minutes ago, she doesn't want anymore because she changed <laughs> her mind constantly yeah. every day. Like there's one thing after another of that. Like, it's just, and she's not even picky. So like, <laughs> CJ, it's, get it on this. My, it's funny. Uh, my children are just difficult. So, um, <laughs> and they're not, they're, they eat the weirdest shit. So like tonight was the meal that guaranteed they'll both eat all of, and they did, which is salmon, wild rice, and broccoli. Don't ask me why these children would eat my salmon. God. If I ate it, made it every night of the week, what? these kids will eat salmon. That's amazing. No matter how I prepare That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it's healthy, but I can't eat salmon every day. I want a cheeseburger <laughs> once in a while. You know, it's like, damn. So who introduces yeah, their kids it up. to salmon and wild rice? What are you doing, yeah, I CJ? Don't I, I don't know. They're, they're, I don't get it. <laughs> if I feed them a lasagna, they won't eat it. Okay, so then... Otherwise, my daughter is a natural vegetarian. She will eat everything on her plate but the meat. My son is the carnivore, will eat every piece of meat and like four helpings of it and not. He used to eat broccoli. He loved broccoli, um, sweet potatoes, everything. And now he just won't touch it. so then sometimes like the other night we just like swapped their plates i'm like you guys just need to eat the food i don't even care what bothers me mostly is i don't want them to be clean platers i don't care about that yeah because i don't want them to have unhealthy relationships with food i just don't want them to say two minutes later that they want a They're, snack yes oh my god because i hate that shit. Yes. so i'm full i'm full and then eat till you're full and then two seconds later, they want Doritos. And I'm like, no. <laughs> so the rule is they have to try it. Mm-hmm. They have to try it at least once. Um, they they won't eat bell pepper. They won't eat onion. Okay, I've given up that fight. Um, and they have to, if, if it's something I know that they eat, but they just won't eat it at that time, they have to come back later and finish it if they're not hungry in that moment. Um, if they say they're not hungry, um, I refuse to make other meals for them. I'm not shorter to cook. I have friends who make chicken nuggets and other things for their kids. I just don't have the time because I work and I just, who has time for that? <laughs> I don't have the we pain. won't do that in our house either. No, there's no, yeah, just like, we're with I you on the, can't. you got to try it though. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And you know, I know there are certain things they won't eat, so I won't make it or if it's spicy or whatever, but, um, yeah, it's interesting with my daughter and my son that they're just so different. Um, but my daughter's a whimsical creature, and she'll just, I gotta go pet the dog. I gotta go do this. She's got other things she has to do. She'll go sing in the bathroom for 20 minutes, which and is on the let, other side of the kitchen wall. You'll let that go on during dinner time? It's like, you you yell at her, you yell her name. Yeah, it doesn't, like, it doesn't. I'm pooping. And then you, what do you say to that? Poop faster? Like. <laughs> that's just my I, life. Are, 
we we recently reintroduced dinner time around the table. And when I say recently, we went through several months <laughs> without without uh, dinner time around the table because we just weren't in the routine and, and COVID screwed things up. And all of a sudden uh, my wife's desk is right beside the dinner table. And it was like, that was her little work area. So we had a hard time kind of figuring out, but I would say in the last three or four months, we've reintroduced dinner time around the table and it has made a world of difference in terms of getting the kids to eat um, and creating more structure because kids love structure. They hate it. They love it. They need it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I love hate. Oh my yes. god! But they, they need, need to, and honestly, I enjoy <laughs> yeah. eating around the table because I'm not hunched over a TV tray and I'm not like feeding a kid from a weird angle and all that <laughs> kind of crap, right? It's not like just eat your peas, and it's like it's it's a more natural environment. And we've tried to do the, you know, tell us about your day, but kids' stories go off and whatever. So it's just like it's just about the structure and trying to get dinner time to under two hours. That's the goal, <laughs> right? Yes. It would be nice. <laughs> Dinner time can be under two hours. That would be ideal. Um, and the thing that, and I'm just going to vent. I'm turning into like a bitch session. The thing that I piss me, pisses me off is the food can't touch each other. Anyone else oh, have yeah, a that's my oldest. Yep. You're going to mix it in a second. Mm-hmm. What do you mean they can't touch? <laughs> I need a new fork. It touched the peas. Oh, my God. New plates. My kids need new plates new for plates, different guys. <laughs> Like, you know those plates that are like, like, like the, I was so excited when I was when I had a you know babies and I would get like plates with like three side like three different sides the like dividers yeah mm-hmm. no those those are like <laughs> no no like I had to throw all those out I donated I don't even know no because those always end up touching like no there was none of neither of my kids will do those plates like I don't even I don't know whose kids are okay with that those <laughs> my plates, kids are okay with them. Oh yeah, yeah. My I've kids enjoyed okay. those. I'll, I'll mail. I should have mailed them to you. I didn't. You know, I didn't know. <laughs> Used plate so during COVID time. Plates. I don't think so. <laughs> Good. I was so excited with those plates, and now we have to like have the green plate for this and the blue plate for this, and like, oh my god. How yeah, come my, my cup doesn't match my plate? Yes. I don't yeah. know, man. <laughs> yeah, my six-year-old. He'll be like, you know, he'll have, you know, like say mashed potatoes with a vegetable. And something else, and he has to have. He'll be like, "I have to have a spoon for this, a fork for this." And I'm like, "Dude, <laughs> no! If you have to, just use one. Just eat everything by itself, one at a time." But one I'm, at a time. <laughs> I'm not doing that for you. And then, and then you give up, like and you're like, "Just use your, use your fingers. I don't care. Just use your fingers." Right. I give I up. It. Use your fingers. <laughs> I actually like that was one of the things I talked about my therapist to once. I was like, she's like, what's stressing you out? I was like, my daughter won't eat her dinner. I was like, that's just bothering me and it's freaking me out and it stresses me out every day. And so one of the things she talked to, she goes, but does she eat eventually? I'm like, yes. And so it was like one of my mantras, like at the, at the dinner table was like, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? And uh, I carry that with me. And some days I do, like, she will, she'll, she'll get up and, and do her thing and whatever. I mean, we tell her to sit down, but you know, she's, she's her own creature. Um, and I do, I have to like close my eyes and chant to myself, like, this child will eat, find your inner peace because it is, yeah. it's a stretch some days. But you know, yeah, I feel like with the like first a one. whole therapy session that I yeah, had yeah, yeah. Once was around my child not eating. Stressful. I've, I've they don't warn you about this stuff. <laughs> they don't. My wife told me I need to take a timeout the other day. She's like, "You're gonna murder the kids. You need to go have a timeout." And I went to like, I went to went to our room for like five minutes and just like, oh, "Okay, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. You know, they're kids. Yeah. They're six and two. I should not be this angry." Yeah, but it's like it's so hard. It's so hard. It is. Yeah, my, my... I've cried. Oh, sorry, Sham. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I've cried at the dinner table with my oldest when my oldest was little. But, you know, like now I'm like, I feel like I'm like more jaded to like the whole dinner time thing. But when my oldest was little, like he, he would like, oh, the spaghetti looks weird or like, you know, the, the whatever, like he, like he didn't, if he didn't like the look of the, of whatever I was serving him, like it was done. Like there was no going back. Mm-hmm. And I would like, you know, he was like three and I, I'd, I'd be like crying at the dinner table like oh my god he's never gonna eat he's not gonna have a good night's sleep and like 
I, I talked to my therapist too about it. I remember being like, you know, this was like 10 years ago. I remember being like, I, I have no control over this kid. Like I can't. And he, she's like, you know, that's, that's parenting. You don't have like, there's certain things you can control and you can kind of like mm-hmm. help a little bit with like, you know, help guide them, but they're their own people. Like you said, TJ, like it's, it's right. But dinner time. Oh, there's something about dinner time. It's just, Oh, mm. anyway, sorry, Sham. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. I was just going to say that, uh, and my four-year-old will do this thing now. Well, he'll say that he's full. And then, you know, he'll get up and go wash his hands. And he'll be like, oh, I tricked you. I'm not. He <laughs> loves doing that. Because he thinks, you know, it's like, he thinks it's cute. And I'm just like, <laughs> in my head, and I'm like, this shit ain't cute, man. <laughs> right. shit, That's not funny. You, you got it. You know? So the other day, he did that to me. And um, so I was like, he went to the bathroom, washed his hands. And he was like, oh, I'm going to go back and eat. I'm not, I'm not full. I just tricked you. And I'm like, well, what if I give the, your sandwich to the dog? You know, because I, I do that. We give leftovers to the dog. And he's like, you gave it to the dog? <laughs> he was like, like, the verge of tear. Like, like no, 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 I didn't. But I felt, I felt, you know. But like, I could have. Yeah. <laughs> you got him back. You're like, I tricked you, mother. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to make Sham really embarrassed here. Uh, Sham has like the sexiest voice I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is crazy. Um, I know it's like it's like a radio. It's like radio I commented the voice. first like, time I heard it, and it's just like it, like holy crap! It's very soothing. I will agree I, to that. One of my previous jobs, I worked uh, security, so I was a dispatcher, private security. People calling you just to make they, they up to hear your voice. That's what they call me, the voice. That's all they, they call. Me. Talk to me, Sham. Talk to me. <laughs> I worked in a call center, and I, I that that used to always creep me out. Sometimes you get, oh, you have a nice voice. I'm like, thanks. How can I help? <laughs> like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> okay, we're going to end on um, a topic that I put out there, and I think you guys were all dreading it and wondering if I would even bring it up. Okay, favorite kid. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to ask you to pick, but I know you have one. I'm not going to ask you to say it but I know you have one. <laughs> how do you go, how do you manage the relationships between your two kids? CJ, you've alluded, you have a vegetarian and a carnivore. I have very much the same. I have a, in my household, I have a comedian and a stoic individual. Um, <laughs> I, like the, 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 there's one who is it's, it's pinky in the brain in my household with my two kids, right? Like that's, what's gonna, that's what happened. Um, and, and, uh, well, I like to say I don't have a favorite. My wife seems to think that I definitely favor one over the other. Um, and it's just like, I'm aware of it. And I'm like, okay, well, I try to make sure that both kids eat at equal time and stuff like that. Are you aware of your potential bias towards your own kids? Who's going who's gonna to be honest? I'll say this, that uh, the one who doesn't wake me up on the weekends... First. That's your favorite. That's, that's yeah. So it varies. It, it rotates. <laughs> you wake me up at six o'clock on Saturday, man. You, you're, you're done. You, you're gone. You're, you're down a notch that day. I'm sorry. <laughs> Move down the depth chart that day. You're no longer starting. You're on the bench, man. You're on the bench. <laughs> no, I, I think um, I don't know. It's because I, I work from home, so I'm with them. All the time, <laughs> and I think that they are definitely for both my boys. I think there's certain parts that I love about them because they're they're very different. And, and you know, my oldest he's very uh, he asks questions a lot. I love that to a point, <laughs> 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 and it gets to be too much. And we just started something with him, like a uh, I call it his journal, his question journal, because he he'll just rattle off questions. It's like rapid fire, man one after the other after the other and so i'm like okay if i don't have time to answer something right now just write it down for me because he's, he's really big into writing now too that's i love time. that that's a yeah. really good tip man mm-hmm. yeah so then at the end of the day we'll set aside some time and you know we talk about him um it, he's, it's still a work in progress he'll still ask questions when <laughs> i don't have the time to answer it um but yeah i, I and but there, you know and then my youngest he's very he's stubborn uh, he's, he's got that he got that for me he's got that stubbornness streak and i know it's going to do him well to some point 
when he's older. But right now, it's just <laughs> it's too much. Like yeah, that's stubborn. so. Yeah, it, it, I think it's to, you know get back to the the question. There's things you love about you know your kids, and there's things that you just just oh, please stop. Um, so for me, it, it rotates honestly and. I, I can't say that I actually have a favorite. Some days I do favor one over the other, depending on how they are that day. <laughs> That's a fair answer. Um, actually, and I, yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I would say the same thing. Okay, so yeah. on those days where it's not equal, mm-hmm. are you consciously trying to build up the other one and show the other one some love? Or if so. someone's getting too much attention... Are you trying to bring the other one along? Because, like, I, again, I've got a pinky in the brain in my household. So the one is constantly getting the attention for the laughs and the, 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 the. And then when the other one tries to do something that maybe not quite as funny and not so attention getting, we ham it up for him and we try to really bring him along to make him feel it. Um, but just at the same time, the other one is like, he's so advanced with his reading and math skills that when the other one gets his color right, we're like, yeah, you're and a genius. Just get, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah it's true. hard. And I feel like they can see, like, I don't know. I feel like kids can see through that. So like, I worry sometimes that like, if I'm, if I'm, well, my kids are seven years apart. So there's, so the, you know, the 12 year old is very snarky. Like I told you, Joe, like, like when we, when I did the podcast with you, like, He's really snarky, and that's like how he relates with me. And and my my five year old is intense, but like very much like cuddly and clingy with me. But like she's she's she makes jokes, but like it's very different. And I feel like he he tries to get attention with like his snark, and she tries to get attention with her clinginess. So it's like it's very hard. Like you, it. I feel like. He, he's older he can tell if i'm like trying to like you know bring him in and mom he can full straight of shit. through that it's hard what mom yeah exactly shit. yeah <laughs> it's hard it's 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 that's like one of the hardest parts about having more than one you know it is yeah. it's giving them equal but atten- equal it's, attention it's, it's and impossible love. to do equal yeah it's it's yeah. so hard to do equal i feel like quality maybe is better than i don't know that's an interesting point quality really you know if someone has a skill set lean into it yeah i don't know it's it's that's it's hard i don't know (laughs) i I have no you're so passive cj jump in you're passive if i don't jump in on for you you're you're gonna just let the whole conversation go i know you will no i was just thinking i was like yeah my my daughter's very good about seeking the attention herself so if all of a sudden we're talking to her brother and paying attention to him where he's showing us something, she'll just insert herself right there and guess what I'm doing and don't you love me and I love you so much and she's just right there and gets her attention. But my son is the opposite and he'll just kind of go to the wayside and mope and be kind of sad and, you know, very quiet about it. And so I do notice like if we're, um, because my daughter is a little more um, outgoing and attention seeking, she's getting all these little awards at school where my son is a little more quiet and he's not getting them. So every time she'll come home, I got another cat award today. Um, and so I see this look on my son's face and so she yeah. has like eight and he has two. And uh, <laughs> so <laughs> it's like, okay, can you not like brag so much uh, to my daughter? And then so I try to find little ways to like, lift him up or you know you know just so yeah and I don't think I necessarily have a favorite overall but there are days where you know I find my daughter you know she's very loving so and she's very sweet but at the same time like she also makes me more crazy um (laughs) yes and so yeah she's just she doesn't she's defiant um to a t and so um, my son is very smart, uh, very funny, and he's very much like me. Um, so I can see as they get older, um, I might get along better with one over the other. I think my my husband will have a stronger relationship with one, and I might have a stronger relationship with the other. I can see it going that way, but um, it'll be interesting as time goes on. Um, I think it just happens naturally. My sister... And I do that with my parents. Um, yeah. As we are adults, 
I am much closer with one of my parents and she's closer with the other. So it's look, you're um, human and and you've created yeah. little humans yeah. and and you're not going to get along with every human on the face of the planet, exactly, regardless yeah. of whether or not they're family or not. Right. Exactly, um, yeah. And, and I, I think, I think all, all of, all of us handled that question exceptionally well, because I was, it was difficult. One. <laughs> I, I could, it's a tough one. <laughs> it is because look, we all have essentially said the same thing, which is we love our kids. Yeah. Some days I love more than the other, depending on the mood <laughs> and how they're treating me. <laughs> right yes <laughs> and that it's it's what it is it's 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 just like you know your co-workers at work and, and your spouse some days you love your spouse more than others because things are going great or they put the milk in the fridge back the wrong way and now you hate <laughs> them like it, it happens uh look we're at time we're believe it or not we're almost at 50 minutes wow. i told you it would go by fast um so I want to thank you all for taking time out of your, your days. And, and we're doing this late to accommodate everyone and make sure that all the kids are asleep. Uh, I'm assuming everybody's kids are asleep. Maybe not your 12-year-old. Your 12-year-old no, is asleep? No, he's, he's, he just fell asleep a little while ago. Okay. So, um, I had to, to kick him out of here. <laughs> yeah, I chloroformed mine like a seven. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> you... <laughs> You needed a two and a half hour window, so you chloroformed them. <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do some days. Hey, that feels selfish. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if my five year old's head pokes around the corner. I mean, she she might actually do that. So the whole time we've been doing this, I've been waiting for a knock on the door from my wife. Like, keep it down. Like I've been just waiting for her to tell me to shut up. Right. So um, I want to thank you all for doing this. Uh, CJ is at that mom door. No one's watching. 50 minutes in I, except for your family and friends but like regular <laughs> people are watching still not but uh cj at that mom though gretel is at snarky mommy 78 sham is at home with peanut um you guys are amazing thank you so much for doing this i also want to say uh and this next message does not reflect my guests at all i want to say suck it huffington post you guys should have done this first um <laughs> you should have organized this uh with three of your top contributors uh, but I did it and you didn't. Um, so, uh, continue to post them. <laughs> I'll edit that part out if you guys want me to. Uh, <laughs> you should, you should edit it to say former contributors now. Thanks, yeah. Joe. Former. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank you guys for doing this. Um, <laughs> it, it was fun. And, um, I actually think that some parents will, will watch this and, and take some something parents. away from it. So, uh, I'm going to hit stop record, but, uh, thank you all. Thank you, Joe. Thank Thanks you. Are you sure you want to stop? Uh, wow. <laughs> Thank you for sticking it through. Uh, obviously, this is the longest episode I, I've done so far. I do try to keep the episodes shorter. Um, but uh, a couple times a year, I think we should do something like this and have some fun with it. Um, I want to thank CJ, Sham, and Gretel for doing this. Uh, they don't have to. Um, they're busy parents. We had to organize that very late at night to make sure that all four of us were available at the same time and that all the kids were asleep. So um, thank you so much again to them. I, uh, I I greatly, greatly appreciate it. And on that note, I do want to say a few things. Um, I tend to be super appreciative uh, during this whole process. It's been about a year and a half now. We're going to be on episode 62, 63, something like that. Um, started out with me just kind of talking to a mic and doing a podcast um, in a closet and uh, all recording from my iPhone. And then I eventually worked my way into uh, YouTube and the camera. And then I started to focus more on visual aspects of it all. And then then it became interviews. And it's just, it, it kind of has continuously progressed. And I've taken a lot of my cues from... Um, you, the, the listener, the, the viewer, the comments, the feedback, and it seems like this is going to settle into some sort of a interview show where I talk to parents about various, uh, basically their career and how they manage it, uh, as a parent. And then we get little tidbits as we go along. Um, but I, I digress. So, uh, the reason why I'm so appreciative is, uh, growing up. I wanted to be on radio. 
that was like I can remember that being like the first thing because I honestly I wanted to be Joey Gladstone from Full House because the impersonations and I was like that's a comedian I want to be him um, and I thought I can do radio because I think in Full House he ended up going to radio with Uncle Jesse and uh, of course I never ended up there but I did do stand up uh, you know on and off for several years in in various dive bars as well as some well-known stages but um it never really took off because i never really had the commitment and it was never the right scene for me um I, I wasn't a hangout guy i wasn't the type of guy who was as driven as some of the others so it was a it was always a challenge but let's say on a wednesday night on open mic at some dive bar i might get five minutes of time to a group of 20 people on a great night usually less than that and those 20 people are not there for me they are there because there happens to be a comedy show ruining their evening in the corner um same thing with the uh, improv you know biggest show i ever did for improv was maybe 30 40 people and uh and while i did get paid to do improv it was never a viable career option. Uh, this isn't either, but I'm building to something here. Um, the reason why this matters so much to me and why I thank so many people, and if you've been a guest on the show, you have been inundated with thank yous uh, via DM. Because this is me kind of living out my dream. Um, when I was doing the stand-up stage, and I would get five minutes to an audience that didn't want me. I I couldn't imagine being in a situation now where I'm getting, and these are extremely low numbers, 75 people, 50 people to watch for 10 minutes. I got 50 people to watch me for 10 minutes? Holy crap. If I had done that in my early 20s doing stand-up, I might still be doing it because <laughs> it's like I'm killing it um, so that perspective of someone's time and holding someone's attention is, is built into uh, what I do here and and what I talk about and and why it matters so much to me so um, if you've taken the time to watch for a minute trust me I, I appreciate it um, if you've shared with a friend if you've told someone about me, uh, I, I the gift basket is in the mail. Um, I, I I cannot thank you enough for for being on this journey with me and uh, continuing down the road. So uh, I am going to take the next couple weeks off. I will be back hopefully the first week of January. Uh, maybe San's guest as I get things lined up. Uh, maybe we'll just do a recap and maybe we'll do like a whole episode of shit you may have missed. Bring that back for a week. Um, and, and just kind of get reacclimated and line up some guests. So if we don't get a chance to talk, happy holidays. Uh, connect with me on Twitter. Uh, it's the best way. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, uh, that nerd dad or that nerd dad podcast. You can find me either one now. And, uh, thank you. I hope you and your, uh, family have a great safe holidays and, uh, I'll do some ho I'll do some housekeeping still. I know it's a long episode, but I'm still going to do the housekeeping. So first up, I do want to thank DeanBlendell.com. <laughs> DeanBlendell.com. Uh, you know, over 80 podcasts, I'm going to say. Uh, largest podcast network in Canada. Plus uh, one of the best daily podcast shows in Canada. Full stop. Uh, entertaining as hell. Check it out. want to thank Blue Microphones. This is like the longest relationship I've ever had is with Blue Microphones. Uh, so Blue Microphones, continue to make me sound better than I deserve. Thank you, Blue. Powered by Blue. And uh, I think it's time to listen to my son one more time. Thanks for listening. Damn. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. 
Let's Take This Outside, a new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's Take This Outside, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.